Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama, yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. So excited that you are here for today's episode. Listen here, you are going to get an opportunity to eavesdrop on a a really, really powerful conversation with my good friend, uh, Daryl Bennett. Daryl is a celebrated um, speaker and international speaker and author and entrepreneur, an amazing young man. His like bio reads like just like a novel by itself. It's a string of successes, but not without some deep, deep dives, right? So listen to this. By 18, he had already written his first book, Dare to be Different. Um, At 21, he graduated Morehouse College as um, valedictorian. At 24, he graduated from Harvard Law School as class marshal, which is the highest elected position. Um, By then, he was already a celebrated public speaker um, who had traveled all of Europe and Asia and the Middle East, right? But his story starts to take um, a couple different twists and turns, and it's all outlined in his new book, Come Back Swinging, which is what we talk about. It's a true story of resilience and redemption. Just listen to this. Three years after he graduated Harvard Law School, he was in federal prison but not before he passed the bar exam five days after agents raided his home. At one point, he was on an ankle bracelet and teaching criminal justice classes at one of the largest community colleges in America. The The book, Come Back Swinging, is so powerful. Um, And he wrote this book to to basically say whether the crisis happened to you or because of you, the story doesn't have to end there. You can reposition, rebuild, and come out better. So he and I spent some time talking about what it's like to, um, to overcome and how do you get through some of the toughest times in life? How do you rebound? How do you come back swinging get your pen and your paper and whatever whatever you need your notebook your journal you will probably need to listen to this episode a couple times because it is so packed and I, I know that you will be extremely empowered and inspired and encouraged by this conversation so please please make sure you leave a review at the end of this conversation even screenshot it post it on Instagram let me know that you heard it, um, but I know that you'll enjoy it. So here we go. You get to listen in on my conversation with uh, my good friend, Daryl Bennett. Enjoy. So listen, I have my good friend, 
Mr. Daryl Bennett himself, he is in the building. You just, you guys just heard a um, an awesome introduction, and I'm telling you, even the introduction didn't do him any justice. Uh, I am so honored that he is here and um, has come willingly to share really his testimony, his story, and to hit us with some hard nuggets. You guys are basically going to be eavesdropping on a conversation. You know how we do. Every time I have a guest, it's more about, you know, just the the, the conversation. And I think that you're going to be able to grab a lot from this conversation. So welcome, Daryl. How are you, sir? Thanks so much for having me, Serena. It's been a while since we did that, uh, event in Drexel <laughs> University. <laughs> I never I never forgot about you. So when I got the invite, I was like, oh no, push her to the top. We gotta do this one. <laughs> yeah, Daryl, I have been following. So I thank God for uh social media um in, in, in many respects because it does allow us to stay um stay connected even though we're not connected um you know geographically. <laughs> it definitely mm-hmm, allows us to right. follow um to follow one another and what's going on. And you, sir, have been quite busy. Um, and so I want to I want to jump into a conversation, and um, we're going to talk a lot, hopefully, um, about your book, your newest book, um, one of many books. Um, but comeback swinging is just if I don't know if there's a more appropriate book for this time and season that we're living in. Um, so we're we're definitely going to dive into that. But first, can you just um, talk to the audience about Daryl. Who is Daryl Bennett? Who is he? Who is he? Can you talk to us about your story, kind of where you came from, and what has um, caused you to arrive at the place you are today? Give us something. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thank you. Um, You know, I would start by saying Daryl is a child of God. And and I say that in the the very realest sense, you know, I think sometimes we get so caught up in labels and titles that we miss really the essence of who we are. And I've had a number of different experiences. I grew up in Baltimore. I was blessed to graduate from Morehouse College as valedictorian and, you know, Harvard Law School, all that stuff. And uh, I've had some dark periods in my life as well. And at the core of it, I'm an encourager. You know, mm-hmm. I encourage and inspire people. That's my calling, you know. Um, and so we've built businesses around uh, the empowerment business, the encouragement business. Uh, and th- those are two different things because I think you can inspire people but not empower them and vice versa. So mm-hmm. we not only motivate people, but uh, we give them the actual tools and resources that they can use to succeed. So that's career coaching, that's professional development, that's um, personal optimization, uh, working with people to get them to get their fire back, get their fight back. Uh, So many times in life we fall and we stay there. And Mm -hmm. I think my calling on earth has been, and this is through personal experience, Serena, Mm-hmm. Um, personal things that's gone on in my life that I have a gift for talking people back off the brink and showing mm-hmm. them what they have on the inside to win. That's what I'm talking about. That's so, I mean, you and I are alike in, in many respects, right? Because I, I certainly feel like my, my, my assignment is to, to wake you up, stand you up and point you up. 
That's what I do. Yeah, I do it everywhere, yeah. all day, all yeah. the time, <laughs> right? That's right. And, and mm -hmm. so that that is just what what I, what I really feel um, called to do. And the question that I'm always asked is why. Um, and so I ask you that same question: Why why do you do what you do? Like what what is it that that drives Daryl? Seeing hurt, seeing pain, uh, seeing how life will, you know, life will knock you out. Uh, Mike Tyson said everybody uh, has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't care how long you live, Serena. I, this mm -hmm. is one thing that I've learned. I don't care how you know, long you've lived. I don't care whether you were born as a Rockefeller or um, you were born on the west side of Baltimore like I was. Mm -hmm. Life will punch you in the face, whether it's medically, whether it's relationally, whether it's with your mm -hmm. business, whether it's personally, prof professionally. There's, you're going to face defeat. And what motivates me is that God has delivered me and he has shown me in my weakest moments that I'm more than that moment and that decision and getting back up for me, I knew was about helping other people do the absolute, do, do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those weak moments. Let's talk about that. I did a, I did a podcast episode, a couple, couple episodes ago where I talked all about failure um, and I think mm. it's one of those things where, you know, people don't talk enough about where they failed or, um, or even perceived failures, because I, I, I call mm. them perceived failures, because what happens is at the end of the failure or the perceived failure, when you look back and you ask yourself questions like, but what did I learn about myself? But wait, what did I learn about my God? But wait, what did I learn about my business? You know what I mean? And you start mm -hmm. to magnify mm -hmm. that and see that at the end of the day, Romans 8, 28 has always been at play. All things are oh, working man. together for my good. You know what I mean? And you start to you better say that one again, and <laughs> you start to see failure in a different light. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. people think um, because it failed, I'm a failure. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Um, and so, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I listen to interviews and listen to other people all the time. And they're like, you know, I came through some of my darkest times and I'm on the other side. Like, tell us about the dark time. <laughs> what? What had happened? Yeah. So yes, if you could yes. like take us, take us there. Like you, I mean, you've already done, you, you did some phenomenal things before, um, you know, by, by, by the age of what, 20 something. So you had already graduated Morehouse, top of your class. You went to Harvard law school. You just kind of glossed over that a few minutes ago. Like that was just a thing. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> take us, take us now through, through this story. When, when did it get dark? Well, you know, I've dealt with darkness in some ways my entire life. Okay. Um, you know, uh, it was the wheat and the tares that were growing up together. Um, okay. And so while I was extremely blessed because uh, I had a mother who saw more in me than I would dare to say, than most people see in their children. I mean, she really saw that God's hand was on me. And even though there was one environment, she created another uh, micro environment for me, but there were also many things that uh, doors that were opened as a child. Um, and I took some, 
I, I, I saw some things and I began to deal with certain temptations and certain struggles. And I, and I talk about a lot more of this in the book in a more, uh, in a lot more thought out way to kind of take you through the journey, but kind of going at 30,000 feet now, uh, I struggled, you know, and I think, I, you know, if I could, Serena, I know we don't have but so much time, but if I could just say this in a couple of minutes, you know, people have a tendency to see you on the outside and not really recognize uh, what it takes to be you. See, it, it, mm -hmm. it takes something to be you. <laughs> and I don't care who you are. There, it takes something to be you. And so even though I was excelling academically and excelling in certain aspects of my life, there were other places that I, I, I didn't know how to deal with. I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know how to say, you know, this is going on or this transpired. And so as I grew up, I, um, I found myself in a place I would say once I graduated from law school and I moved to New York, where I lost who I was. Mm. And, and losing who I was, let me, let me fast forward it for a second. When I was in federal prison, and I don't mean as a visitor, <laughs> I mean actually there, locked up, won't let me out, and that's what Akon said. Mm -hmm. and I remember a guy that was one of my best friends would call me uh, or actually have me call him. And when I would call him, he would take the phone and he would put it next to the computer and just play these powerful messages of inspiration. And one particular day, and, you know, sometimes it was pastors, sometimes it was ministers, sometimes it was icons, politicians. One particular day, he's, I'm listening to this message on the phone in the middle of this federal prison, and it's a message about adversity and getting back up and not saying it now. And Serena, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. And I took the phone and I banged it against the receiver and I ran in the bathroom and fell out and I cried harder than I've ever cried in my life. I mean, it was like the tears, they, they, they were coming out of my eyes, but they were coming from my soul. And it hit me because the person that I was listening to on that phone it was me, hmm. like, like literally. It was a speech that had been uploaded to YouTube. Unbeknownst to me, I was listening, Serena, and check this out. I'm listening <laughs> to the sound of my own voice, and I didn't even know it. Okay, you got to stop right there. Stop right there for a second. You got to stop right there for a second. Let me, let me just let y'all know, right, he's getting into... This is, this is what you're going to hear more about in, in the book, Come Back Swinging. Okay, so just, just a synopsis. Three years after, it, this is what the back of the book says. Three years after, uh, or the description. Three years after I graduated Harvard Law School, I was in federal prison. But not before I passed the bar exam, five days after agents raided my home. At one point, I was on an ankle bracelet and teaching criminal justice classes at the largest community college in America. This reads like a novel, but, it's de but it definitely isn't. It's 100% true. I wrote this to say, whether the crisis happened to you or because of you, the story doesn't have to end there. You can reposition, rebuild, and come out better. You can beat the odds. Transformation is real.
rising above it is possible. I've lived it and I'm here to encourage you. Get back up and get your fight back. That's a little bit from comeback swinging. And so you heard yourself. Somebody played a, somebody played an yeah. audio recording of you speaking to you while behind bars in federal prison and it broke you. Tell us why. I mean, it, because I'm listening to myself and I didn't hear the sound. I didn't even understand. I didn't know the sound of my own voice. And that's when, it, that's when two things hit me. Not at that moment, Serena, because I had to get up off that floor eventually. But as time went on, I began to realize two things. First of all, maybe I never knew the sound of my own voice. Maybe, maybe I was good at talking, but I didn't really know my voice. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I lived maybe like most people do, according to what everybody said I should be, according to what everybody thought I should be. And I was living life on other people's terms rather than my own. That was the first thing that I recognized. The second thing that I recognized is, how many other people have lost their voice or never knew their voice through tragedy, through circumstances, through problems, through maybe decisions that they've made or decisions that were made for them, through tragic circumstances or unfortunate situations of their own doing, and they found themselves voiceless. And so I wrote the book. First of all, I didn't want to write the book because I'm like, I ain't about to put my business out there, and I don't. I know that when you mention certain words, people's minds go somewhere. You mention prison, so the first thing people's minds go to what happened, what, and you miss the larger point that so many of us are in a prison, whether or not you ever step foot in one physically. Say that again. I, I will say it again. You, 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 you're in a prison, whether you. You may have never stepped foot in one prison. You're in a, for so many of us, you're already in a prison because you're the prison of the mind. You're, and then let, me, let me break this down practically. Some people have been in traumatic relationships for decades. That's a prison. For some of you, you've been living in a city that you know you should have left 10 years ago, 15 years ago. For some, that's a prison. For some of you, you've never lived according to purpose. You, 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 you went to school, and we, we applaud going to school, and we applaud degrees, but you never made the jump from profession to purpose. That's a prison. And if you step back for a moment and not look at all the things that divide us, meaning, well, what happened to you and what was your circumstance, but you look at the humanity in this situation, you realize so many of us find ourselves in a prison. And I would go as far as to say, Serena, if I could, no matter how well you live your life, no matter how good you might think yourself to be, before this life is over, in some way or another, you will find yourself in a prison in some aspect and arena in your life. That's why I wrote the book. How do you come out of it? That's what I'm talking about. So, oh my goodness, this is so good. So one of the things, right? Okay, so one of the things I share on the podcast often, and it's it's back in like episode one or two, um, but this has been this has become the basis of my own work, right? Because we all okay. have to go through this place of um, shedding the expectations of man, 
the expectations yeah. of people. Um, I tell people all the time, stop comparing yourself to the perfectly filtered pictures of your friends and yeah. followers on social media, including mine. Uh, just stop it. You, you never have 100% of the facts of anybody's life <laughs> to look at it and say that's what you yeah, want. Right. You just never have that much information. There's only one person that has that, that much information and he's awesome and he loves us even with all the information <laughs> right yeah. um, but but the, this quote is is really what um, the basis of my work has become with the people I coach with the um, what, my coaching clients my groups and things like that and it is simply this and I want to ask you what this means to you so um, it, it, it's just simply that 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 life life has a way of of shaping and molding us right into someone that God never intended us to be right and mm -hmm. and and basically i believe that this life is not about becoming anything i, I believe that this life is more about unbecoming everything that is mm -hmm. not you so that you can be who you were meant to be in the first place so we put a lot of emphasis on becoming this, become that, become her, become, you know what I mean? We get defined by roles and titles. You ask somebody to introduce themselves. Everyone is introducing what they do, what they have, or a role they play. Nobody ever says, my name is Serena and I'm bold and courageous. And you know what I mean? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's me. Um, I, I say I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a small business owner. You know, we, we come we become defined by so many things. So I really believe that the journey is more about unbecoming what's not really you so that you can be who you were always meant to be. What do you think about that? What does that quote bring out for you? And how much time you have, because it brings out a lot. <laughs> you know, the first thing that I think about is in the book of Daniel, those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. See, the be comes before the do. You're trying to do exploits before you be strong. And so many times in the American capitalist uh, way of thinking, we're focused on do, 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 do. But what about who are you? So who do you be? <laughs> and I mean, I know it's not grammatically correct, but go with me for a second. Uh -huh. Those that know their God will be strong. They will be strong. Who are you at the core? And, 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 and I had a friend who told me recently, and I love how he put it, you know, to be defined is to be confined. And it then becomes impossible to be refined. Because, you, you, because you've been defined so long, by terms and titles and labels, and I'm, I'm black and you're white and I'm, you know, a New Yorker or, you know, I am uh, uh, an American and all of these things which have their place, but they are not the essence of, of who you are. And how often do we, I had a grandmother that used to say, it ain't what they, you know, I think of many of our grandmothers said this, it ain't what they call you, it's what you answer to. Mm -hmm. And how many times do we find ourselves being labeled, that's one, but then two, allowing ourselves to conform our identity around that. And yeah. so I love this concept of unbecoming because yeah. what I have found, Serena, in life is that sometimes it's not what you know that's hurting you, it's what you think you know. 
That's just not <laughs> true. That's what's hurting you. That is it's, it. It's 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 what you think. It's the it's the concept of um uh what was it when when God was searching for 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 Adam and Adam and Eve were running it. You know he, they said we hid because we were naked. And what was the very next line? He said, "But who told you you were naked? Who 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 told you that because you had that child early, your life is over? Who who told you because you 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 know you made that decision?" that the plan of God is canceled in your life? Who told you that because you only graduated from high school that you can't finish that business and be great? Who, who told you those things? So yeah. sometimes we've got to come back to the root of who we are by, by recognizing who, who the heck we are not. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that whole unbecoming process. That's why, I mean, that, that's, I, I literally have my, my coaching clients at some point or another while we're working together, make a list of what God created, right? Or God intended and what life created. So life creates this fear and this doubt and this um, comparisitis, right? You comparing yourself there, somebody. Life creates this low self-esteem and like, you know, the cares of this world, things that happen in life. Like who were you before somebody told you who you couldn't be? Like, you know, you, you, have, you have to go back. You have to go back. And, and, and if anyone on here that's listening is wondering, okay, I hear you saying you got to unbecome and you have to deal with and what like how do you how do you do it how do you step into that purpose how do you let go like that really hurt that thing really changed me that situation really affected me that thing sticks with me I am not over it so Daryl like what do you say to somebody who is still very much trapped in 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 what life had what what has happened to them like what what do you say to someone who's trapped in that that's 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 a good question and i think you know i i start with you got to get around people that can see in you what you cannot see in yourself there it is i've been blessed because i've had mentors i've had pastors i've had people who've covered me i don't think we talk enough to me about a covering we you know we we, we talk about charisma and talent but we don't really talk about the power of having someone who can see past where you are. It's a reason why the, in the air traffic control, they are the ones that direct where the plane goes. Because I can't see on the runway certain things. You need people in your life that are in the air traffic control tower. So that's the first thing. You need a covering. The second thing is you've got to begin to put things into your, your spirit that's going to feed your spirit. We, we feed the mind. We certainly feed the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for those of us on quarantine, we've been doing a lot more of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what are you feeding your spirit? Turn the news off. Yeah, man. Turn some of this stuff off that's telling you what you can't be and how hard it's going to be. Feed your spirit with something that's going to uplift you, something that's going to tell you, yes, you are great. Yes, there's greatness with it. Yes, you can pull yourself up. And the third thing is to begin to take inventory in your life of other times that you made it. Yeah. Now, I'm going to just keep it real right now. You may not be able to tell over the phone. I'm sure you can. I'm a black man. <laughs> I've come 
from people, all right? And I'm proud of this. The hallmark of black people in America is resilience. Mm-hmm. There's not a people in the world who have gone through what we've gone through and survived. The more we were afflicted, the more we grew. That's what you come from. Yeah. That's, that's what you come from. So as a both generationally and personally, you have to begin to write down, oh, wait a minute, I overcome that. And I overcame that. Oh yeah, and they told me I wasn't gonna make it out of that neighborhood and still I stand. They told me at 19 I'd be dead. But time wasn't kind of their predictions. Mm-hmm. So when you begin to take inventory of that, it begins to give you hope for what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Cause yep, because then your then your adversity starts to become your advantage. You start to see things different. You understand what I'm saying? You start mm-hmm. to you start to see things different, you start to respond different. And and like you yeah. said, having that community of people around you is so key and important. I talk about it all the time. Sometimes it is um, a pastor or a preacher or a minister. Sometimes it is a mentor, a speaker, a something like it. There are people who can speak to you and you know their voice when you hear them. Um, Because you, 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 I've had people say, I can't find a mentor. I can't, you know, you, you just keep staying around people that are heading in the right direction. Right. Change your yeah. circle. The fastest way to get over fear is get around a bunch of people that are not afraid. <laughs> like, That's right. you, you know what I'm saying? You need to, you got to change your, your surroundings. You got to make some shifts and some That's moves. Right. Now for me, you know, I, I teach the, the, the walk method, which you already know, the willing to stand alone, which is W like you, you have to be there. You're going to walk. You got to be willing to stand mm-hmm. alone, right? A, you got to take right. action. L, you got to let it go. K, you got to keep it moving. Um, and there are, so there are things <laughs> you got to, you better, you better keep it moving. Um, or, or, or yeah, or, or you'll be going backwards <laughs> faster than yes, you can. Right. Yeah. You'll, you'll be going backwards. You'll be frustrated and aggravated and irritated and all of those things. Um, but I, sure. I love what you just said. Have the people around feed your spirit. Right. So for some, this is what the podcast is. It is like literally therapy. It is your opportunity to hear, Um, you know, there are people that are in quarantine that are in deep depression right now. Um, And and I've done episodes on worry, on fear, on all of those things. At the end of the day, my message remains consistent and the same. The maker of a thing determines the purpose of a thing, right? And so you, you will always be confused as long as you stay disconnected from the one that created you. Right. So there's a scripture that says, does the, does the clay look at the potter and tell the potter what, what it should be? Right. Like Isaiah, I think it's 40, I want to, I want to say it's 43 message Bible, um, 43 or 45. It says, does the, does the sperm, uh, into the egg and say, I don't want to make a baby today. (laughs) Like, no. That's because right. we are created beings. I think right. I posted this recently on um, social media too. I think maybe even last night. I said, the questions you're asking God are above your pay grade. Stay in a man's okay. place. Like there are some things you just mm-hmm. won't know <laughs> because the creator, like you are a created being. Point blank, period. And, and so the, the, we don't, the man that created the chair didn't create the chair and say, okay, chair, tell me what you are. 
That's not how that goes. And if I could interject, if I could say this, because you're you're getting on something deep now, and, and since you're all up in Romans and all up in my, <laughs> my Bible, uh, you know, it's something else that it says in Romans. It says that he does things according to the counsel of his own will. So you do things according to emotions. We do stuff because right. it made us feel right. But he does it according to the counsel of his own will. When you start talking about the will of God and the purpose, that's why it says in Proverbs that many are the plans in the heart of a man, but it is the purpose of the purpose of God that was said. And 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 I wanted to say that, Serena, because I I wanted to speak against this surreptitious, surreptile, surreptine uh, spirit, right? That people have this thinking that you get to determine your purpose. You said something powerful. The maker determines the purpose. And we, we have this thing where you get to decide what feels good for you. The devil is alive. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds good. And it'll, it'll get some class. And it might be slaps. Not most people do a slap now, but but at the end of the day, it is the purpose of God that will stand. He made a donkey to talk. He will. He's going to have his way, one way or the other. And so I think when you start talking about purpose and the will of God, I think we pray so much about God being on our side rather than are you on God's side? He ain't switching sides. Yeah, and he not lowering the standards so that you can reach it either. So you either going to come up to it or get somewhere and sit down. Like that that's really how it goes. And nobody, you know, a lot of people don't 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 necessarily talk like that. And I know, right? So for the for the podcast there's there's a mixed audience. There's some that believe as I believe there are some that are um curious, some that are learning. Mm-hmm. But it, what 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 this podcast does is present an opportunity right and and so i'm always speaking from this place of hope because i know the hope of glory like i am literally in relationship and connected to the god that sees all knows all (laughs) and does all things well so i'm never at a loss you know i'm never lost because I'm in his hands. Like I am never without because my supply never runs dry. So there's, there's a different level of, um, of faith that I can walk with. There's a different level of hope and, and even clarity and confidence. Even when things look chaotic, I know the one who sets order. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like going to some place, right, where it's all people you don't know. But the, like, oh, okay, so imagine going to a big event, right? A big event with a whole bunch of very important people, right? And you're there, you don't know all the very important people, but you know the one who threw the event, who organized the event. Like, it's, it's, it's your people's house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you walk to the door, it doesn't matter who's all there because you know the owner. Like, you know, the one who put the party together, you come like indifferent. It's like, hey, that's, that's my man. <laughs> right? and, that's, and you that's, know what? And that, I love that analogy. And that <laughs> right there is the key to coming back swinging. That's the key. You, I can't take a bit of the glory of my own. When you know the owner of the house, <laughs> when you know the one who set the world in the place, whose word has framed the world, it, it's, it, it hit different. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. You, you start moving different in the world because though people have said one thing, because people are going to talk. I don't care who you are. They're talking about Obama, all right? right. And, right. He, and, and for all intents and purposes, as far as worldly success, 
he's one of the most worldly successful people, and if you use that word, that, that we've, we've seen in our lifetime, right? Achieved all types of things, and still people got stuff to say. So you're never going to get past the criticisms and the stuff mm-hmm. that folks are, are throwing in the rocks and people hiding their hands. But I think that that's key what you said, because when you know the one who owns the house, Come on. Who threw the party? Listen. <laughs> you, you, you start to move differently and you start to realize, wait a minute, I have certain powers that are invested in me just by relationship. And, just, and just, that's it. That is so true. Just by relationship. Just by relationship. And, and just, how, how just, would you approach the game if you knew you couldn't lose? It's like we're on the winning team. I'm, I'm, I'm on the winning team. Like, and it doesn't mean, and and it it doesn't mean that we're not affected by what goes on in the fallen world that we, this fallen evil world that we live in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it doesn't touch us. It doesn't come near us or we we're not affected and we're just in this bubble and whatever. It's like, you got to understand that even in the middle of it, I'm still good because I'm connected to the one who, who, who rules over all. Do you understand? So, and, and, and then I have promises. So when you have relationship, then you have these promises you can pull on. So I can feel alone. I can feel like I'm by myself, but I know that low, I am with you always, Serena. This is what God is like. I am never alone because he will never never leave me or forsake me. His eyes are always watching over me. Do you understand? I I never am without hope. I'm never in a situation Mm -hmm. that can't come back because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in me. Like it's impossible for me not to be alive when life is flowing in me. So like you said, having Mm -hmm. this relationship like that, that is that is the thing that causes you to show up different and it, it energizes you so that you can come back from whatever and come back. That's right. Not come back and be like, okay, glad I made it. No, come back. <laughs> no. Come That's back right. Swinging. That's right. And, and, and you've been called to do that. It's yeah. not just a recommendation or, you know, a, 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 I mean, really, it's, it's your responsibility. You've been called. I mean, we, the, the, the grace of God is displayed against the canvas of human fault. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You would never know the power of light if it wasn't darkness because you wouldn't have anything to compare it to. Right. The, the, we're sin-abounded, grace-abounded much more. And so you have a responsibility to understand and to know that if you are in a dark place, that ain't your final destination. God wants to do something in you. And I want to speak to your people. I want want you to really hear, somebody listening, God wants to do something through you. Forget that God wants to do something for you. See, we always, our prayers a lot of times are focused on God help me, my family, my two kids, and my cat. But I've come to remind you that God has, has, he's, he's desiring to do something through you. 
He told Noah, all families of the earth are going to be blessed through you. He told Abraham, I'm going to do something so powerful through the world, and it's going to happen through you. He told David, there's going to be a seed that's going to come out of you that's going to transform this entire world, and the scepter is never going to depart from your feet. And so I've come to remind you that it's not just what God wants to do for you and God wants to do to you, but he wants to do something through you. There are communities, people that are counting on you, mothers. There are children. You are mothering children who have been called to rule nations, who have been called to create cures for cancer, who have been called to be scientists, who have been called to be entertainers, to make the government of this world the government of our God. You have a responsibility, and God wants to do it through you. But we can't do it as long as we're focused on what went wrong and I fell and I made a mistake. No, 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 no. You made a mistake, but you are not a mistake. And once you stand up, God has something for you. And he's going to do something through you that's going to make, and, and I end on this point, right? The, the, the scripture tells us that there is a foolishness of God, the foolishness he calls it, that he, he, he will put it, he will hide it in what, well, excuse me, the wisdom of God that will, that will be hidden in what seems to be the foolishness of man. And what seems foolish is actually wise, and what seems wise is actually foolish. And it says that if the people knew what was going to happen with Jesus and, and how it would transform the world, they would have left him alone. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. they, thought, they thought they were going to vanquish the ministry. <laughs> we're going to put him on the cross. That's going to be the end. They didn't realize all that that did was fulfill the purpose. Yeah. When, when that thing happened to you, it fulfilled the purpose. Yeah. Now, now is your time to stand up. Yeah. He wants to do it through you. He wants to do it through. I, I mean, and, and those of you that have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me say it a, a, a bunch of times and I keep saying it until you get provoked to prosper. Um, and, and that is somebody is waiting for you to show up. Somebody's mm. waiting for the book that only you can write, the product yes. that only you can create, the business that only you can start, the song that only you can compose. Somebody is waiting for that. And part of my job with this podcast and with bringing on guests like our awesome guests today, um, part, part of my job is to make sure that you don't keep them waiting much longer. Um, this, you, you, you have something so special and I, I need you to realize that every single thing that you have faced, all of it, from, from, from childhood to now, uh, that God has a way to use it all. It's not for nothing. <laughs> it's ne- nothing right. will be lost. Um, he has a mm. way of, he has a way of causing all of those things to work together for your good point blank period and and his way is so high above your way and and his thoughts are so high above your thoughts so of course you might be thinking i'm sure that there are better ways to do this but you don't even understand how you're connected to somebody else you know what i'm saying you you don't even understand how it all works together 
And, um, and I thank God that for, for those of us that have recognized that every test has become a testimony and all of this adversity has become our advantage and we're, we're, we're looking at um, what looked like a failure and we're seeing how God worked it together. Um, for, for those of us that are there, we have a responsibility, right? To encourage those that are not there yet and, and prayerfully, this has been enough today to ignite you right now. There's yes. a difference between being parked and being stuck. A parked car don't need gas. <laughs> God, now we gave you gas. <laughs> a parked car don't need gas. Yeah. And you got to choose to start the darn car. <laughs> and then, That's um, right. and then you need gas. But if you're just stuck, I, I pray that you've heard something like something has triggered either in your mind or something. Um, and you are, you are ready to put one foot in front of the other and, and, and walk. And, and so the book comeback swinging is available on Amazon. I'll give you all the details as we close out. Um, but I definitely have to thank our guest, uh, Daryl Bennett for being here with us. Uh, Daryl, is there anything you. that you want to say in closing? This has been awesome. Yeah, I want to say this. I love something that you said, you, you know, that nothing will be lost. Yeah. You know, when, when the only miracle that we know of that both that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all covered was the, the, the fish and the loaves. It's the mm -hmm. only one that all, all four of them make a point to talk about. And what we're told is that Jesus, after the, the breaking, and that's a whole lesson that, that there was a blessing in the breaking. After they ate, after all of that had happened, that Jesus then told the disciples, now go pick up the fragments and gather it up. And what's the lesson? Nothing will be wasted. Nothing. I don't know what you've been through in your life. And I don't know whether it happened for you or it happened to you. <laughs> whether it happened because of you or it happened in spite of you. I don't know. But I, I want you to know nothing will be wasted along the journey that God is going to use it to deliver, transform, and set somebody else free. Nothing's going to be wasted. You can and you will come back swinging. You heard it. That's all for today. I'm so excited about our guest. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, Darren. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Was that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, we have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower 
that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye.